Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to Bring It to the Table podcast with your host, Cheese. And today we have a very crazy intellect, smart, I would say good looking, but um, Chris yeah. File. <laughs> and he's going to see what he can bring to the table to us today. And tune in. Get ready to see what he has. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I could I could have said good looking, right? But that was <laughs> it's subjective. Like, oh, it's, subje- <laughs> it's subjective. It's it's you know, you know my my dad used to always say beauty is only skin deep, but that's right. Ugly goes to the bone. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so Chris Fio is a pastor at the church that I go to here in Kearney, Nebraska, and. Well, I mean, me and Eli talked about grace last yeah. week, just how much it's yeah. changed our lives and how much like yeah. you were, I mean, your name was thrown in there a couple of times <laughs> couple just of th- because you guys were very nice, you yeah, know, yeah. so good looking this week. You <laughs> called me like the smartest person, you know, which just means you got to get out more. Um, but right. <laughs> you guys have been really nice it's, to me. So I'm, you haven't I'm set feeling the good. bar too high, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I think it's just because you knew that you were going to invite me on. That's so you had right. to butter had me to, up. Yeah, by, yeah. Butter you up is like, how else can I get you on here? You know, maybe I'll throw in somebody's name this time. That way we can know to bring them not over that's, here too you know that's a clever strategy yeah <laughs> it's like well, it's like oh you said that that that's i can get more listeners that way <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean my, my mom would agree with the good looking part you know she's yeah see yeah, that's she's, good that's yeah, all that matters she's a good mom that way you know so <laughs> thanks marlene <laughs> see there you go i could get marlene on there you here, go though. dude for the life of me yesterday so there was this there was this like group of like pickleballers that i was playing with yesterday and there's this girl and she lives in alma oh and uh she has like an esthetician, like she does like eyelashes oh, yeah, and all sure. this stuff. And she had brought it up and I cannot remember your mom's name. And I was like, <laughs> do you remember, um, what's her name? Uh, file. Her last name's file. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, I know. And she started like bringing up like these other files. And okay. I was like, that's not her. I, I don't know her name, but that's not her. And I couldn't remember your mom's name. And I was like, now that you say it, I'm like, how did I not remember that? But yeah. So that was just <laughs> a little side, side quest story right there. I was just like, so can don't know why I can't remember her name. Well, that's crazy too, because I mean, Alma's not a big place, you know? Right. So yeah, surely she, yeah, would know, especially at esthetician. So yeah, she's right, had to she come does, across. She's in the same like Yeah, my mom's a hairstylist. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So got her own shop there. So yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, Guys and gals hair care. Yeah. There, see, there, there, you, there go. you go. Free plug right there. <laughs> Free there, plug. there you go, mom. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. So dude, I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that you're here. Yeah. Like I'm just excited to hear what you're going to bring to the table and like what these listeners can get from you is just going to be absolutely fantastic. And, um, obviously you have every right to plug in <laughs> your podcast, however you, however right you wish, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. So what, what are you bringing to the table to us today? Well, yeah, I mean, I, one, I'm just thrilled to be here. It's, it's so cool. I did listen to yours and Eli's show and that was, that was great. I just, I, I love your concept to bring it to the table and, uh, and so, yeah, you just kind of like gave me an open invitation. We're like, whatever you want to bring, you know, so that's pretty risky of you. So right, well. <laughs> right. it's a little, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a little, it's a little frightening, you know, because it's like, what if I, what if I can't <laughs> conversate with it? You know, and it's right. like, what if I, what, yeah. you know, and, but from the beginning of me, like wanting to, um, kind of start this podcast, I was just like, okay, I really just want to be able to have that like opportunity to just listen, Yeah, you know? And it's just, 
And sadly, there's times where people just don't have that like yeah. opportunity to talk and then be listened to, then talked and like yeah. expecting a response, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, everything that I can do is like, like listen to you, listen to what you have. And if it helps somebody else in the future, yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know, like that's all, that's all like, if it helps one person. Yeah. And I think I mentioned it like last week as well. Like if it helps one person, that's all I care about. You know, like <laughs> it'll oh. just, it, it'll go a long ways, you know? So no, that's, that's, that's what I love about like being able to give you the opportunity to just, Hey, bring whatever you have. Yeah. You know? And I think there's just opens the platform of like really anything that can come to this table right here. Yeah. You know? So it's awesome. Well, and I think what's really cool as I was listening to yours, you know, and Eli's uh, podcast, it was interesting how I just felt like there were things that you guys were speaking, you know, kind of these things as you looked back at the experiences you were having and just talking about right. the importance of faith and how these things, you started seeing these different uh, things come together in your life. You know, like if, if I hadn't met this person or if I hadn't have right. had this conversation, this wouldn't have happened and that, this, that, and the other. And it's really interesting because, you know, as, I, as someone who's maybe just down the road a little bit farther, um, part of my learning journey and part of my experience, and this definitely gets into what I want to talk about, is it overall I want to talk about this idea of legacy, right? Leaving right. a legacy. I believe that as human beings, we are created for design to leave a legacy. And I think sometimes when you say that, there's there's a couple things that come to mind. Sometimes people think of think of that as that's noble, that's wonderful. And so have your name on some school building. That's a great thing, right? And then there's some people look at it as like, well, that isn't that kind of selfish or self-serving? And I here's the thing is I want to be clear that when I talk about leaving a legacy, I really believe that it's about, you know, I grew up with the with the idea that leave it better than you found it. Oh yeah, that's good. You know, just that principle. Leave it right. better than you found it, right? And I really believe now obviously my faith undergirds this and it supplies this for me worldview wise is I really believe that, you know, God is a God of generations, you know? So we see he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. And I think that when legacy living is done right, it is about future generations. It's about living your life and spending yourself in such a way that future generations are impact for the good. Oh yeah, absolutely. That yeah, that's good. always leads to flourishing always leads to flourishing, you know? And, uh, and so when I, when I talk about leaving, listen, the legacy I leave, it's not about making a name for myself. I want to be very clear about that. It's, it's not, it's not so, Oh, everybody knows the name Chris file. No, I believe that, that leaving a legacy for me is leaving things better than I found it, contributing something positive and leaving things to my kids, my grandkids and their generation, right. you know, that that's going to have a, you know, bigger impact into the future beyond me. And I believe that here's the cruel thing is when I do that, I believe that's the highest form of worship. Right. No. Wow. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that is very good. Because when you think about when, when God tells Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden, right? Be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. Subdue the earth literally means like it, the, the earth was, um, it wasn't sinful, but it was a mess, right? They, yeah. they still had to garden. They still had to trim, trim trees and do what things to maximize the production. And so it wasn't sinful, but they were to take what was in Eden and spread it to the rest of the world. And so that's always been humanity's mandate. And so when I think about leaving a legacy, it's, it's really being faithful to what God has called me to. So, wow. Yeah, yeah that's good. So, you know, how I got into that, <laughs> yeah, you know, how I got into that was really my, my journey through schooling. And if those of you who don't know me, um, you know, back when I was in high school, 
I formed a band back in Alma, you know, so yeah, a town of like go. 1,300 people, and I'm going to put together a Christian rock band, right? You yeah, know, that's an, that's an easy 1,300 fans right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Small <yeah>. town, everybody <laughs> knows everybody, you know? Yeah. But it's, perfect. A little, it's a little bit tougher when you're trying to find good musicians, though, too, oh, right, because, absolutely. like, you know, it's, it's one thing to be in Carney and kind of have, like, a little bit more populist. But uh, it was crazy because uh, God kind of brought some things together. But I ended up uh, forming a band back in high school and um, really wanted to do that, wanted to go out and be the next big thing. And through that, uh, toured coast to coast. Uh, all independently hits 106 here in town got behind a few of our tracks and stuff it was really cool the local support was amazing and actually it enabled us to kind of do this full time but in that in that whole process um there was just kind of a stirring and a longing for something more and here i went right right from high school i i didn't go to college i just went right out to you know trying to tour and um and then from that uh, the time came for me to leave the band. You know, I, I just gotten married. Jesse actually traveled on the road with us for a while. Uh, but we just sensed the shift, you know, in calling and purpose. And so we started helping out at Grace Fellowship. And I just, I just felt this call to youth ministry. And as I was doing that, I was developing theologically and all this stuff. And I started questioning, do I need to go back to school? Because here I was, no bachelor's degree, nothing. And, uh, but I just kept on having this stirring, the stirring. And uh, I ended up going on a missions trip. Uh, somewhere around 2016, 2017, somewhere in there, I go on this missions trip and I meet this guy who's leading the missions trip and he starts having this conversation. He was pursuing his doctorate. Now I had had people in my life say, Chris, you should go be a professor. You right. should go. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, right. But I, I don't even have a bachelor's degree. Like, like I'm starting a family. Like, why would I want to go and put my family right. through this whole, you know, <laughs> you know, the financial burden and all no, this, yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, on top of, you know, crazy hours, writing papers, all this. And um, I'm on this mission trip with this guy who's doing his doctorate. And I just happened to say something like, oh yeah, I've had some friends tell me that I should probably go and pursue and get a doctorate. And he go, and I said, but I don't have a bachelor's. And so he tells me, he says, well, he was going to Fuller Seminary. And he goes, he said, well, actually, he said, there's a way at Fuller Seminary. He says, with you being a youth pastor, as long as you have, he said, they'll take life experience into account. He goes, um, and if, if they approve, you can roll right into a master's degree. Oh, wow. And so I had to jump a few hurdles, go through a few things, had to take a couple tests or, you know, take a test for sure. But there was a couple different options there. Anyway, long story short, that kind of put me on this trajectory. I just, and so the next year and a half, I was exploring this, continuing on. Finally, I get accepted by, by Fuller, enroll in this. While I'm going through Fuller, I start, I, I, I'm, I'm studying uh, master's in glo global leadership having no idea what the degree is even about right. <laughs> other than leadership. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess you can study anything, right. You know, right. but man, their leadership program and department was so good. It was like a hand in a glove for me. And so I, I, I just love studying was going into these things. And, um, I was learning a lot just about this idea of like, again, back to that mandate, that cultural mandate that we have that like as Christians, we need to be, we need to be concerned with things like the environment and justice and, and you know, how God loves people and, and how it impacts everything. You know, I think sometimes right. we can spiritualize things and be like, oh, give your heart to Jesus. So one day you'll go to heaven, but forget about here and right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you know, as going to Grace Fellowship, we have this project, you know, the Jeremiah 29. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep. And this is kind of one of those things looking back. Um, one of the things I always connect with connected with Pastor Mitch on was the idea of Jeremiah 29, 11, this, you know, that gets quoted a lot, but in Jeremiah 29, the idea of pray for the peace of the city, 
Yeah. You know, cause when, and this is, you know, about the ancient Israelites, they're being held captive by Babylon. But he says, if you'll pray for the peace of the city, if, if your city has peace, you'll have peace. If you pray for its prosperity, you'll have prosperity. And there's a principle out of there that I always saw with Mitch's leadership, which was we love Carney. Right. We want to be about the city of Carney and, and we want to help Carney prosper and flourish. Because if Carney prospers, we prosper, we prosper yeah. right? That's good. And so that was already being woven in me, you know, from from just being under Pastor Mitch's leadership and just really connected with me and resonated with me. And I remembered I was in this one class in particular, and I think it was like having a, a missional perspective. And there was a colleague of mine, her name was Cindy. And we, we would, the, our professor would give us a prompt, you know, and we had to like discuss things about it. Yeah. And I said something of, to the effect of, I want to teach the people of Grace Fellowship to live lifestyles of legacy, you know, or to have a le- legacy lifestyle. Yeah, no, that's good. Right? That I just want people to live for more than themselves, to live outside, to right. live with this greater purpose. And uh, I remember Cindy, she commented on, she's like, Chris, that's really good. That, that sounds like a book title. You should write it. <laughs> and when she said that, I mean, it really just stuck with me and it was like it was like all of a sudden like what you and you and Eli were talking about where it's like stuff starts to make sense right you see the pieces that come together and you're like oh wow like this is why I'm here right you know what I mean and so it was kind of that discovery process that you know God has just had me on this journey of okay how can I teach people you know to live lives to live of that like, like legacy, yeah, legacy lifestyle, lifestyle. Yeah. yeah that's good yeah yeah that's so crazy and I mean it's so like, to me, it makes me like feel so happy for you that you had Jesse to like kind of support you through all that, oh, you yeah. know, and it's like hearing somebody like, I, I bet it's like really tough, like hearing like a high school, like your high school sweetheart being like, hey, I'm gonna start a band and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna tour the world, you know, like we're gonna tour yeah. everywhere. Like for her to stick by that, like that is very yeah. inspiring for her to just be like, that's, that's awesome. Like, that's what I, well, like, I'm just glad her dad let me marry her without seeing my bank <laughs> statement. That's really, <laughs> cause I was that's always good, nervous yeah. about that. When I went and asked for his permission to marry his daughter, I, I, I was kind of half expecting the question of, well, you pull him down a month, you know, yeah, it's it's it was not much, <laughs> but we lived on love and, and well, God no, took that's care awesome. of us. No, that's really good. And it's just, it's super inspiring to me just because I'm, I, I mean, listening to the podcast and everything like that has kind of put, brought me to the mindset of like, and it's just really, it's not just about me, Yeah, you know, Yeah, because I will, I mean, I will multiply. I will want yeah. to like have a wife one day, all of those things, you know, and being able to like really read into like, really like what your, how your life is kind of like an example of like, like wanting to leave that legacy yeah. of greatness, you yeah. know? And it's just being able to like leave that more and more throughout generations and generations, you know, and it's like, and who wouldn't want to leave better for their right. kids? Well, and I would even say this, um, we, we've kind of started to use this at our podcast, you know, Legacy Lifestyle. Um, Jesse and I, we've started to use this. We, we consider our podcast really at the end of the day, a leadership podcast, right? And we keep saying this statement that ultimately, no matter what, every leader leaves a legacy, 
It's just, right. is it a good one or a bad one? Right, absolutely. You know, and the sad part about it is you can follow any leader and, and it's either uh, you have a, a leader who left, you know, things that flourished and prospered or great, or do you have leaders who leave, you know, a wake of dead bodies in the way, you know, or it's just, I mean, it's just turmoil and destruction. Yeah, they might have achieved the the Fortune 500 status or they might have gotten, you know, something, you know, that they aspired to, but man, it's nothing but you know, death and tears behind them. And so that's their legacy. And so we've kind of just adopted this attitude of, it's not whether you'll leave a legacy. It's really what kind of legacy are you going to, because everybody leaves an impact. Yep. That's good. You know? And so for us, for us, it always comes back to this idea of relationships. You know, life is centered around relationships. Oh yeah. So you will either get good at them. (laughs) Right. Or not be good at them. And there's no in between. I mean, really, truly. And, and, uh, and that's a risky proposition and it's hard. It's really, really difficult. And that's, you know, I mean, my experience of being a pastor is life is messy and relationships are hard, but I, at the end of the day, I think they're worth it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think even with really, even with the Lord, it's like he wants relationship more than he wants the religion and the tradition, Yep. you know, and the more that people fall off of that, it's like the more that the relationship of the Lord like veers off into a different direction, you know? So being able to say that I want to grow my relationship, I want to grow in love with the Lord is greater than I want to show up to every single church service. I want to show up to every single tradition that they do. I want to be sure that that's part of my family. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's not about that. Like even Jesus hated religion, (laughs) you know? So it's like to grow in that relationship with the Lord is greater yeah. You know, and it's so like you said, it's just like relationship is greater in the world's things and people know, yeah. you know. So I yeah, that's that's super that's really really good. And um gosh, just like hearing you talk about like you leaving that legacy cuz you've told me about like kind of the legacy that you want to leave with yeah. your children and everything yeah. like that. It has it has always inspired me just because there's so much to it. It's not just surface level things. Yeah. Like there's, it's such a deep, deep like yeah. thought of like, like let's do this, yeah. you know? And then that your wife is right there rooting you on of like, yeah. let's do this, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's awesome. And um, I don't know, to me, it's like it, I always think about like, what legacy do I want to leave? What legacy yeah. do I want to leave? You know, just because it's, it's important, you know? And I've always, I've just for the past like two years, ever since kind of just two, two, three years that I've been saved and stuff. It's just like, I want to be able to leave the legacy of like, like if it's not, if it's not money, if it's not Mm -hmm. any of that stuff, you know, I just want to be able to leave that legacy where at the very, my very last breath and everything like that, people can say, wow, that man loved the Lord. Yeah. And that's it, you know? And it's like, because it's, it's, if I can leave that and just that, that's, that's a legacy in itself. Absolutely. Well, and again, I would, I would argue that, um, of course, you know, financial legacy is great, but you're, you're right. It's so much bigger than that. And I, you know, I've just, I've been fortunate, man, I've been so blessed to have, um, the parents that I, that I've had growing up, um, both people who loved each other. Well, loved their community. Well, you know, my mom entrepreneur started her own business. Well, my dad as well. I mean, even though his primary job is working for the city of Alma, right. right. But you know, he had a business on the side, lawn care business, which, you know, I was able to make money, you know, when I was in high school, taking care of stuff. And it's just, it's cool because, um, my dad and my mom, they've always been invested in their community. So they're, 
again, looking back on some of these things, I realized that some of these things were just kind of like ingrained in me because right. of the pattern that I saw. But I think about my dad, um, you know, especially, um, again, I don't, both my parents have shaped me tremendously, but I think about, um, the years on and off that my dad was assistant wrestling coach, you know, not right. be, you know, this was like when I was a little boy, I remember like being like five years old, dad, wake me up like 5.00 AM on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Cause he was assistant wrestling coach. And I was like, well, I'm going with dad today. You yeah. know? So we go to, cool, you know, go travel to some tournament. What I'm all day. I mean, you know, for a five-year-old kid, it's like, that was pretty boring the whole time. Right. You know, right. but, uh, but thinking about just, but I remember going to state wrestling, you know, we had some wrestlers that qualified my dad throughout the years, just the different young men that he poured into, um, that he got to be a modeling example. And, he, and again, that was the town where I graduated high school is where my dad graduated high school, where my mom graduated high school. So they, they were involved in the community where people, they know, they know like my parents, they know what they stand for. Um, but I remember, um, I remember there's one story I, I love to tell about my dad, just about this idea of legacy. Um, again, not that my dad was doing this to gain some sort of recognition, but I remember there were a couple of guys in our town that were, I mean, just the one was kind of the local, kind of the local drunk. All right. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to be demeaning and stuff, but that's just, the guy had had his license revoked. He did not, um, it was not good. Right. And then there was another gentleman who was kind of a drifter. He had, he'd actually been abandoned in our town. And so the local pizza hut had hired him, but the problem was local pizza hut was only open like four days a week. Right. right. So he needed some other income. Literally people just dropped him out. Whoever he was traveling with just kicked him out and they left him. Okay. So this guy is like essentially homeless. Right. But he ends up finding a place, you know, cheap place to rent. And so my dad just had this like heart of compassion for both of these guys. Okay. The one guy he knew, would work right but he couldn't drive anywhere okay and the other guy could drive and so my dad goes out and because my dad's like well he's a as a lawn care company i have these accounts that these lawns need to be done there it's harder for him to get to them and get them done so my dad goes out and buys an old chevy love pickup truck i mean like <laughs> like old right you know you beat, beat up you know and uh and then he buys two push mowers okay that, that would fit in the back of the Chevy love pickup. And he does this just for, just for the purpose. So he can go and employ those two guys wow. and let them do the yards that, my, awesome. you know, let, that my dad was like, Hey, look, he just was doing something to say, look, you can, you guys can make some extra money. I'll pay you. This is what I'll pay you. Here's the truck. Here's the equipment. Now in the long run, I don't know that that really benefited my dad financially. Right. At best, my dad broke even. <laughs> right. right. At best. I mean, with the truck and everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, but for that summer, those guys did that. And, and here's the thing. You know, a lot of business people might look at something. And this is what I mean when I talk about legacy. A lot of, a lot of business people might look at that and say, well, that was a foolish decision. He didn't make a lot of money off of that. Um, but... I know that to those men, that meant something. Right. Now, they didn't stay employed with my dad indefinitely or anything like that. But the thing of it is, is like in that moment, that was a real example of my dad living out the gospel in front of them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hey, guys, here's something. I'll, I'll put this in front of you. I'll put my name on That's the line good. for you so that you can do this. Here's right. You just got to go reap the benefits, right? Like you just got to do it. It's, you just got to yeah. do it, you know. But above that. My dad was doing this and he probably didn't even realize it at the time, but here I am as like a 12, 13 year old boy watching this. Right. Seeing 
this is how you treat people. Right. The people who maybe you are the town drunk, but that doesn't mean you're not worthy of love. Right. Absolutely. You know, maybe you are a drifter who somebody else gave up on, but my dad didn't, you know, and just those messages. So when I talk about legacy, those are things I'm talking about. I'm talking about, again, about flourishing, about how do we, how do we make an impact? How do we live our lives in such a way that we are, you know, blessing other people? You know, are we looking for those opportunities for other people? Or right. Are we just, are we just so concerned with our own bank account, our own like, whatever? What can I do for myself and myself and myself, yeah. you know, in that selfish mindset? Absolutely. And, uh, I, dog, it used to be, um, downstairs and actually at, at Grace, um, downstairs where the, the kiosk is, there used to be these like big, big letters that were there for the longest time. I mean, ever since I came here, they were up there and it always said, and this has always stuck with me because yeah. it's so awesome, but it's, uh, it says we're not in, in it for the income. We're in it for the outcome. outcome yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that story that, is, that you yeah. just said reminded me of that it because is. it's like, yeah, it's much more than how much money you're going to make. It's much yeah. more of all that, you know, and especially yeah. with you being a pastor, it's like, yeah. you're not, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously you're, right. you're not <laughs> living yeah. large. Yeah. You're not, I mean, but you're, but, you're not in it for that, you know, that's like right. if you were in it for that, you'd be like, you'd be looking for another job. Yeah. You know, like that's, and it's, and I mean, that's, and that's, I feel like that's the biggest commandment of the Lord is, and no, it is the biggest commandment of the Lord is love people. That's right. Love me, love people. Yep. Love God, love people. Absolutely. Right. And that's, and that's, what's amazing. It's like God has set that example for us. Yeah. And the way that he created us in the very, very like, yeah. beginning of the Bible, it says, I, I have created them like me. Yeah. I have created them like the Lord Christ. Like, yeah. And I don't know how many times in Genesis it talks about being Christ. Like, yeah, you know, and so being able to hear all that stuff, like, like your dad was loving those people for right. not for his own good, but for theirs. Yeah. You know, and that's like, wow, that's great. And for you to be able to see that and just at a 12 year old, 13 yeah. year old mindset of like, wow, like my dad loves people. He's yeah. Like, you know, and it's, and it's, it's, oh. <laughs> it's, it's, to me, it's so crazy to know like how much, like how much kids watch. Yeah. You know, like there's so many, like, like kids are, kids are smart. I yeah. Mean, it's, there's so many like things where people like studies have been done and it's just like teach kids this at this age or teach yeah. kids this at this age, just because they learn and they watch and they see so much. Yeah. You know, and, uh, going on kind of just about the legacy thing. Um, there was one of my friends from back home and he just kind of drinks a lot and kind of just re really, really not like in, in the best space, mm -hmm. you know, like, and I yeah. was just, and I remember I took him out to dinner one time and I talked to him and I was just like, cause he has, he has a son and I was like, Hey man, like, like there's, there's going to be two things that um, turn out for you. And it's like, and this is from, from what, what it looks like. This is where it's going. And I don't really like that for you. Yeah. Is, uh, your son's going to look at you and he's going to say, um, I don't want to be anything like my dad. I don't want to like even yeah. have anything to do with him. Right. You know, because he's a drunk and he does these things and all that stuff. And I don't want that. And that's what your son's going to say. Or, and this is something that I don't wish upon your son and I don't wish upon anybody. Or he's going to say, I want to be just like my dad. Yeah. I can't wait to get drunk every day. Mm. I can't wait to be able to have that beer every single day, you know? Yeah. And I was like, is that the, is that the lifestyle that you want your son living? Right. I was like, he sees every single thing that you're doing, you know? And he was, and it was yeah. just like, like, it's kind of like an eye opener of like, yeah. like what do I need to change in this yeah. exact moment? You know, because I don't want, I don't, I, 
I don't want anybody's kids to be able to like see that in somebody's like yeah. in somebody's life, you know? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense why you would want bad for them whenever you're going through bad yourself. Well, you know? and it's, you know, the human condition again, I, you know, I've seen this as a pastor and listen, I'm not better than anybody else. I mean, right. I have my own faults and problems, but it's so amazing to me the the number of people that you will watch and say, I will never be like my mom or I'll never right. be like my dad. And they turn out just like them. Yeah, and so, and they end crazy. up saying the same thing, you know, doing the exact same things. And it's, you know, it, and so it, it shows me, and you know, I know some people view faith as a crutch or whatnot. I see it exact, exactly as the opposite. I, I look at it as no, I am broken. I, I see we my all, own, I mean, yeah, we all are, my, we're all broken. My own humanity tells me I don't do the things I know I should do even right. at a basic level. So you better have some form of grace. You better have some form of redemption. And I just happen to believe, you know, that Jesus provides that. And, and I, listen, I'm, I'm a work in progress. Even as I talk about this legacy stuff, like <laughs> yeah. there's things that I'm like, Absolutely. Oh man, I'm, you know, I mean, I, someone could pr- come into my life right now and be like, Oh yeah, well, Chris, what about this? What about this? What? And they'd probably be right. You know? <laughs> and uh, so I don't claim to be perfect on yeah. this. Um, however, I, I'm not perfect, but I am in process. You know, and I think all of us are to a certain extent, but what, you know, where are you, how do you measure your life and what do you want out of it? And what, how do you intentionally move forward? And I, and I believe that Christ supplies his grace to those who believe. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, as Christians, you know, there's plenty of us who don't do it perfectly, but that doesn't, you know, I I love this, uh, from a mutual friend, Travis Johnson. I heard him say this, you know, he said, Hey, you don't, you don't, uh, you know, you don't, you don't blame Beethoven for the music performer for botching it, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't blame Jesus for Christians screwing it right. up, right? If we don't get it right, well, don't blame Jesus. He's the example. He's, he's the, he's the composer, you know, we, right. we, we mess up his yeah, symphony all the time. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a good symphony. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's, I guess for me, just that journey I've been on is that, that idea of legacy. This is legacy lifestyle is not mine. Legacy Lifestyle was a symphony that started with God when he created, when he said, let there be light. Yeah, that's good. It's a symphony that he started when he called all things good. And so when I'm living in light of that flourishing, it's, I'm just living in accordance with that goodness. And so I I believe there is purpose. I believe we were made for purpose and on purpose. Right. You know, so. I think it's when you, when you find out that the Lord is the refiner. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And Yeah. yeah, so that's, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. And it takes a, it takes a huge amount of humility. And again, if I understand my own weaknesses and limitations, all of a sudden now, when I approach other people, I try to, um, and this is hard, (laughs) but I try to approach people with a sense of wonder, right? you know, so don't always do this perfectly, but someone cuts me off on second Avenue rather than just yell at them, get (laughs) mad and, you know, do all that, you know, it's like, well, I wonder where they needed to get so fast. You right. Know? Yeah. Not to excuse people, because I'm not saying that people should just be able to mistreat you. Right. You know no, what I'm no, saying? No. But can I have that learning posture? You know, that gets back to what we were talking about at the beginning, you know, always being a learner, always being a learner. And, uh, you know, we all know Walmart, right? And, uh, right. and uh, I don't know how much more you want to go, but maybe I'll, you know, give oh, me this no, story. Go ahead. Give, you, give you this story here. Um, Sam Walton was the, uh, the, the founder of Walmart. Right. And, uh, this is in a book called the Walmart way who was written by like his like second in command guy that like went with him, you know, everywhere. Well, while Walmart was expanding, okay. They would go into a town 
and they were studying places. So this is before Walmart is what it is today, right? I mean, this is when they're like up and coming. And they walk, they go into this community where they're like looking and there was a local department store that uh, would be their main competitor there. And so this guy and Sam Walton walk in and they're like, they're looking at the store and, and what they would do is Sam would walk one way around the store. He'd walk the other way around the store and then they'd go to meet at the local diner, compare notes. Okay. And as this guy's like walking around, he's looking around, he sees light fixtures that lights aren't, you know, they're not, uh, they're, they're out. Uh, so it's kind of dark parts of the store. They see, he sees merchandise right. that's not put away. Um, he sees products that they don't offer that Walmart does. And this guy's just going around making this mental checklist of like, we are going to clean up in this town. This town needs yeah, Walmart. That's wow. all yeah, he that's can good. think of. Right. And so he gets, he gets to the local cafe and, uh, meets with, with Sam Walton and Sam Walton's like, Hey, what'd you think? What'd you think? He's like, oh, he's like, this community is prime for Walmart. We're going to clean up in this town. And he goes, that's perfect. He go, well, the, and Sam Walton looks at him. He goes, he goes, yeah, but did you see their pantyhose display? <laughs> and this guy's like, <laughs> um, no. Sam Walton's like, oh, it puts ours to shame. Like, like it's so neatly organized. And he's like, I went, I opened up every counter. He said, I found the manufacturer's number here. I'm going to call them up because we're going to get that pantyhose display in all of our stores. Wow. And what I loved about that story was Sam Walton, although yeah, he built an empire, part of the reason why he did was his ability to always learn. Mm, Even in a good. store that wasn't doing something as good as they could, he didn't choose to take this prideful place of, yeah, we're going to clean up. He was learning. What are they doing? We're not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, how can we grow? How can we get better? And when he, when he went through and I mean, he looked even down to the detail of a pantyhose display, yeah. right? It was like, that's better than us. You know, rather, because a lot of people would just come in with that arrogance of, oh, I'm better, better here, better here, better here. Yeah. And in a way, like looking for their faults instead of yes. looking for your own. Yeah. So Sam Walton was absolutely looking for his own. So, so, and so there's this idea with evaluation that, you know, yeah, it, sometimes we can evaluate others, but in light of that, are we evaluating ourselves? You know, so, yeah. and that's having a lifelong learning posture. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I've tried to always have a posture of no matter where I'm at in life, I can learn something from anybody. Oh yeah. Cause you have experiences I don't have. Yeah, absolutely. So I promise you no matter, no matter what, even a child. There's probably something that child can teach me. And if you can remain open to that, and it's it's hard, right? Because, you know, we, especially the older we get, <laughs> the more we think we know. Oh, yeah. But if you can have that heart posture towards people of like, okay, I may not like you. I, you may rub me the wrong way, but I bet there's something I can learn from you. you you'll find that your attitude towards people. Yeah, that's really slightly. good. Yeah, there's there's a, man, I can't even, why can't I think of the book? We, we, we did a class about it actually with, it was, before we did the heart of the pastor, we did another mm -hmm. class. It was, uh, Oh, the, uh, emotionally healthy spirituality, yeah, emotionally yeah. healthy spirituality. Yeah. When we did that, yeah. I've just, there was, there was one at one point you had talked about how like always go to wonder. Yes. Because it's like, yes. like you don't know yep. what that person, why that person was dealing with this or Absolutely. why that person was like acting this way, you know? And it's like, yeah. like there's so much more to it, Yeah, you know? And it's just that, that just aligns with like the psychology of the mind and all mm -hmm. of that stuff, you know? So, and it's just, so being able to go to wonder and it's, I've heard this one like thing where same thing going off uh, what you had talked about, um, getting cut off 
there was yeah. a guy that um he talked about the birthday cake theory and he's or kind of like a birthday cake theory he said when if somebody cuts me off i like to think about it this way it's like that guy must need to deliver a birthday cake to his <laughs> five-year-old and if he doesn't make it there on time he's gonna have a devastated five-year-old wow yeah so every single time somebody cuts him off he's like yeah well he must have the birthday cake right in his lap and it's yeah. like and I try, I mean, I try as much as possible yeah. when somebody cuts me off, but it's right. so, I mean, I, I, I'm not perfect. Like I right. can't, I'm right. still having some, like, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. shaking my fist at them. Yeah. Like, why, why did you cut me off? But then I'm like, oh, birthday cake, birthday cake. And it's just yeah. something that I can remember every time because it's just go to wonder. It's like, right. like, yeah. and I, I don't know. I did to me, it's like every, every single time something like that happens to me, it's like, I'm led to believe that 94, 95% of the time they're not doing it maliciously. Right. Right. You know, but it's hard to, uh, yeah. as as human as like, when sometimes the flesh takes over, it's like, well, like, yeah, I'm very angry, but I shouldn't be. Listen, you know, you know Jesse and I, we've 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 founded and started a, a marriage conference, you know, and, and and ministering to marriages is a big thing that we do, and I will tell you this in a, in a married life, one, if you'll just it just with people in general, if you'll just tell yourself that their motives is off limits to your interpretation. Mm. In other words, I can never know your motives unless I ask you. Right. Right. But that's this thing is like, we step into that judgment space all the time, you know? Yeah. And so if, if you just back off and say, well, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this. And you know, again, sometimes we can put things together, but we like to judge people's motives. And what's really interesting is we always judge ourselves by the best of our intentions. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then by the Absolutely. worst of what we see in them. Right. Oh. And, uh, and so I've tried to re remind myself, I don't know why someone did what they did. I really don't right. know why they did it, you know, unless I ask them. And even at that point, yeah, they could lie about it. They could whatever, you know, but I mean, but at the end of the day, I really don't know someone's motives. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that discounts like the, the fact that there is bad people like, yeah that does yeah that, there's yeah. very it's very yeah. possible that people absolutely. could absolutely be yes. doing it you know but it's like why not why not go to wonder first and yeah. then yeah and hey if, if someone if someone cuts me off in traffic and they nick my bumper or something like that yeah i can call i'm gonna turn them in right right absolutely. Or, or maybe there's a time a place where i do report them because hey you could hurt somebody again that's i don't want to enable bad behavior right you no, know absolutely. so I'm, I'm not saying that but just for my own personal peace you know peace of mind and benefit is yeah leave leave some room there yeah absolutely dude well you've said so many <laughs> fantastic things that i'm just like blown away um, so the last segment that I like to end the yeah. podcast with is um, leave it at the table. Okay. So you were bringing something and what did you bring? And then what can you leave for, mm. I mean, in, in your sense of what can you leave as listeners? What yeah. can you leave for them? Yeah. Or really in general, what is something that you would like to just leave at this table that everybody would really, really like, you it's feel good. like you're like, everybody will benefit from this. Yeah. You know? I, I think, I think what I would just like to leave everybody with is just that, um, what would an ultimate legacy look like for you? That if every listener to this would just listen back and say, what, what are the things as you, as you look at the world around you, there's a quote by Frederick Buechner, and I'm going to butcher it bad, but essentially it says this, that where your deepest longing and the world's deepest hurt meet, that's the place of calling. Wow. So whatever you, when you look at the world and you see 
the world needs this or the world needs that. There's something about your calling that's involved in that. And I want to say that that, that is your legacy. That's part of your legacy. Yeah, that's good. So whatever you see out there, what, what is, what is it that you would like to see changed and then go be that change? Dang. Wow. That is awesome. Dude. Thank you so much for being here. I thank really, you, really man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad. I'm looking forward to having you at another time. But everybody else, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. If you would have any suggestions or of anything else that we can talk about, feel free to leave some comments. Give me some feedback if you see me out in um, public or anything like that. I am for feedback all the time. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here. Talk to you soon.